And uh, within 10 minutes, there was an ad for me on Facebook from that sketchy company saying, hey, you started this order, but you didn't finish it. Do Uh you still want it? Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are going to spoil the shit out of everything, everywhere, all at once. And by saying the name of the movie, I'm already out of time to do this intro. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Nick Glover. Hey. And Molly Glover. Hello. And for the second time in a month, we are doing a podcast about a multiverse movie. Oh. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's true. They they There more than one multiverse film has been released in theaters this spring. And I think... This, uh, this month. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just... <laughs> living in a multiverse that's, that's bound to happen like, yeah, there's an right. infinite number of them I mean, what are the odds the odds are 100 percent. it's 100%. a multiverse yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh i i would argue that and i don't think we really need we're going to talk too much about dr strange but i would argue this is the better of the multiverse films that we are going to talk about and that that we'll see uh we'll see how my my co-hosts feel but uh the film we're going to talk about everything everywhere all at once starring michelle yo and uh, the actor whose name I always forget, but he played Short Round. Um, Ke Hui Kwan. Ke Hui Kwan. And Stephanie Sue. And Stephanie Sue. So uh, this is, and it is, a, it's a multiverse movie. It is pretty clear about that from yeah. very early in the film. Yeah. Even if, even if our main character does not understand mm-hmm. what the f is going on, so. uh, we are told within about the first ten minutes that it is a multiverse movie. But I should point out that from here on in. Spoilers will be a plenty. Yes. Things get plenty crazy. And uh, yeah. that's that's what we're going to talk and about. I, I would say uh, I so I saw this later than than both Tim and Nick and, and I avoided spoilers. And I'm glad for it because all I knew was that it was a movie about the multiverse. And obviously some people who think they're not being spoilery will say things like it's not a spoiler, but googly eyes. Right, guys or hot, <laughs> hot dog fingers. Am I right? It's not a spoiler. I mean, so that's the that's one. I, I think it, it's worth seeing yeah. without getting anything spoiled personally. But yeah. Agreed. I did. I didn't read anything about it. I knew it was a multiverse movie, but uh, all I saw was a bunch of friends going, "Holy shit, this movie's amazing! You could just see it, not saying anything else." Yeah, which yeah. I appreciated a great deal. Yeah. Um, and like I say, that it, it it tells you there's a multiverse very early in the film. Um, there, I think it does a very good job of setting up very rapidly that this is not some she's going nuts and the multiverse is a representation of her insanity kind of film, uh, which I appreciate. I kind yeah. of, I'm, I'm kind of tired of that. Is it real or is this main character nuts storyline? And I appreciated that the film's like, no, she's not nuts. Shit's totally happening. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we're just going to take you in, all sorts of crazy directions. I think the reason for me, and um, I'll ask the two of you what you thought next. I think for me, the reason that I enjoyed this a little more than Dr. Strange is there is 
something about the multiverse that feels pretty messy to me. Mm. And Doctor Strange, as much as I enjoyed it, was a little bit cleaner than this. Um, there, there's a lot of fragmenting and and uh, confusion, which I was always able to follow. But it is it, it's it's more challenging to follow. It, it expects more of the viewer than Strange does. And for yeah. me, I, I like that that multiverse more. So I would be interested to have Nick and Molly share their thoughts. I think that um, like I like Sam Raimi, but I feel like anything done by him is distractingly done by him. Like it's so clearly Mm -hmm. by him that it is a little bit distracting to me. Not that I don't enjoy it. And this, you know, doesn't have that uh, obviously. Um, But I, I feel like this is more serious and less action adventure. And, seriousness doesn't always make for a better movie, but in this case, I think it did. Um, or at least a movie I enjoyed more. This, I feel like this multiverse felt more real. I know that sounds weird to say, but I just <laughs> genuinely felt like this. I, I, so I, I believe as much as anyone can believe in multiverse theory, just because it makes sense to me that that the many that, worlds interpretation. Yes, the yeah, many, okay. yes, it makes sense to me that we are interpreting the direct result of our own choices and the choices around us, and that this is just a uh, this is just a coincidental moment in time universe, as it were. I don't believe one can slide between them. I don't think that you can go to sleep and wake up and you're like in a different, the wrong universe or anything like that. I think that's mental illness. However, (laughs) I do think this felt like if one could experience a multiverse, this is what it would feel like to experience it uh, in that way of it being... There were moments where it felt like she was... It seemed almost like she was saying the same thing in Four Worlds. You know, like it was, it felt very like trippy and almost like she could see the skin between the worlds, but couldn't quite figure out what was happening. Is it not more realistic, but more believable? That might be the better way to put it. More believable or just feels, I don't know. It just feels more right to me. And I really enjoyed that. I feel like Dr. Strange uh, and Marvel in general uses multiverse, uses the multiverse as a, um, uh, more like uh, the Dark Tower does, which is like. Uh, levels on an elevator sure and you can get off at a different floor and that's a different universe yeah. and and you know uh, I, I don't know I really I really enjoyed the multiverse aspect of this and I didn't think that it was distracting from the plot which wasn't entirely multiversal uh, it was I mean the 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 you know the Jobu Topaki stuff was but like that was at the that all felt like dressing or icing, I should say, on the cake of the movie, which it's, was the relationship. It's got it's got layers, and yeah. and the themes work, you know, on the different layers of the of the plot going going on for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we were talking before the the um, podcast about the fact that uh, this film was developed as a vehicle for Jackie Chan. Yeah. And it ended up being a vehicle for Michelle Yeoh. And while, you know, you don't know what kind of movie this would have been with Jackie Chan. And I, I'm a big Jack, fan of Jackie fan, Chan. I think You're a Jackie fan. Jackie Chan. fan. I'm a Jackie Chan fan. But I feel like not knowing what that movie would, would have looked like, I feel like Michelle Yeoh was a better choice. I feel like going with um, a woman as the lead made a really huge difference since the core relationship in this film is a relationship between a mother and her daughter. And I'm not going to speak to the complexities of that relationship within Chinese culture, but the film does speak 
to the complexities of that relationship within Chinese culture. You know, the Michelle Yeoh is, is what, what do we want to say? First generation? No, she's not even first generation. Her daughter is first generation. Her daughter's American, first generation. Right? Um, and, uh, and so this is, you know, somebody who, who came to America from China, who is very much steeped in that tradition mm-hmm. and a daughter who is very much, stuck between those two traditions. Um, and I think that works better with a, with a mother daughter relationship than it would have worked with a father daughter relationship. It, it would have to be a, I mean, if this were Jackie Chan as the star, it would be a completely and totally different movie. Well, and that's the thing is like, would, would he, would they have given him a, a goofy and meek wife that seems less right. seems, who, who liked googly eyes? It seems yeah. more likely that his wife would have probably ended up being kind of shrewish, you know, or yeah. something. The, and ro- like, the role reversal on, from how it is yeah, in the movie. Yeah, honestly, this is so much better because, like, and, and, and truly, I really... I really empathized a lot with this movie because this is how my mom and dad are. Um, my mom, <laughs> yeah. my mom is, uh, or at least you know, when she was still working, she's retired now, but she was, uh, you know, working seventy hours a week is how you prove your value. Uh, if you don't have money and status, you're nothing. Like you have to su- impressing her father and her father's opinion. Her father impressing everyone around her. She needs to be a success. Whereas my dad just liked having fun and just really wanted a family, and he just loved being with his family. And like your dad is the type of guy that would put googly eyes on stuff as a joke, and your mom is the type of person who would get mad about people putting googly eyes. My up sister on and stuff. I have put googly eyes on her things, and she gets very upset. Yeah, uh, but for real though, like confirmed, it's not, it's not even just that. Like you know, my dad and I used to make tinfoil hats and goof around, and it just you know, she resented that ease that he had with me because yeah. for her, nothing could be easy. That's something she'd done to herself. And I felt right. like that was really similar to Evelyn's character was that she had, you know, she felt, it seemed like she chose. And when she was revealed the, like the life she could have had without him, if she mm-hmm. chose an opposite, it, it, it makes it seem like that was the better life. But that's also a life where you have to work extremely hard Yes, and you never have a minute to yourself. And I think it's fooling herself to think that, Oh, that's, better than the shitty laundromat job but it's it's not better it's just different it's different sure um was there a a favorite moment from the film for for each of you or a favorite thing honestly my favorite thing was every single one of joy's costumes yeah oh those were great fucking god costume the makeup the costumes the weapons the power like her her facial expressions, I, I adore her. I, I want to see her in all the things. She reminds me a lot of, uh, in the Doom Patrol comics, there is a, a character in the uh, Brotherhood of Dada mm. uh, whose powers are every superpower you haven't thought of yet. <laughs> and so the second they use a power and you realize what their power is, it is a power you've thought of and therefore they no longer have that, sure, that power. Sure. So you're like vomiting frogs. Oh, now I'm vomiting turtles, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, um, and this movie is very Dadaist. It's very surreal in, in a lot of those same ways, but it, I, yeah, she's what a great villain. Yes. Uh, I think the, the, there's, it's not like time bandits where there's like concentrated evil or a malevolent force or anything like that. I think one of my favorite things about this movie is that the, the looming threat is nihilism. And, yeah. and I think it's so perfectly fits with absurdism because, I mean, 
you know, his absurdism is her absurdism is a natural reaction to to that sort of defeatist mm-hmm. uh, uh, nihilism or depression and that sort of things. Uh, if you look at like the the Dadaist movement and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, things get hard. People get weird, and and I I just love that that nihilism and depression and thirst for non-existence and the quiet of the void is is the ever-present threat that is the 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 bad thing that they're Mm -hmm. fighting i really really like that is that your favorite part just that nihilism was the villain i think so not even the villain but like the force that they're fighting against right like you know you get like your your person versus nature story nihilism is the antagonist yeah right yeah Yeah. it's it's the force that they're fighting against is don't embrace the void Mm-hmm. Of the, the bagel. everything bagel, yeah. of the everything bagel. I'm going to go uh, more specific in that. I just I, I super appreciated that um, the the movie star character that that Michelle Yeoh finds is basically Michelle Yeoh. Oh yes, I I, yes. I just I I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that she's searching through her alternate life, she finds the actress that she is. Yeah. Um, which is is just there. There was a lot of kind of clever inside baseball stuff. There's a there's a, a Chinese director named Wang Kar Wai who does a lot of atmospheric emotional stuff, and most of the stuff going on, like in that that alley scene between uh, Evelyn and um, uh, Tepanyaki chef. No, her husband. Oh, uh, Waymond. Uh, yeah, most of that when he's not her husband, when he's, you know, just a businessman yes, yes. is, is taken out of a, a lot of the stuff that Wong Kar Wai has done. And so it was this really clever reference to the kinds of movies that Michelle Yeoh has made. That's cool. Um, That's cool. That I, that I really thought was fun. Yeah. And, and even funny. I mean, there is a lot of stuff in this movie that's funny, but, uh, but it's so complex and yeah, there's that nihilism bit to it that as an atheist, as an atheist really kind of appealed to me mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as you're looking at this and going, you know, one of, one of these characters is basically like, well, there's nothing. This is, this is all nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Fuck it. I'm done. And another character going, well, so what if it doesn't mean anything? Yeah. It's that's it's, freedom then. Yeah. yeah. It's not evil. It's not. Uh, you know, malevolent forces, right. the devil. It's not, you know, even an evil person. It's yeah. Yeah. And yeah isn't that's isn't very that atheist. a little bit of an atheist? Absolutely. Psychological, well, psychological thing that some of us grapple with but, from time to time. And the thing is, it's like, I mean, cause there's two ways you can look at it. It's not, <laughs> it's not that, Oh my God, nothing matters. It's Oh my God, nothing matters. Yeah. Like that's what, I mean, like I try to explain that to people and it's like well if there's nothing after we die then what do you have to look forward to i'm like everything up until the moment i die like that that is what that is what there is like it's just like i i talk about this at work i talk about this at work sometimes where i'll i'll say like nothing we do here matters and people will be like kind of like they look shocked and i'm like i don't mean that in a negative way i mean nothing we do here at this game at this game manufacturer really matters in the grand scheme of things so you the pressure's off right like i mean <laughs> like you're, you're just we're making fun you know yeah. like it it very much reminds me of uh there's a bit in uh fantastic 4 written by i think it's john jonathan hickman where reed richards says that uh i'm a man of science there is no god there is no heaven there is no hell 
And if there's no hell, it doesn't matter what we do. And that means that what we do is all that matters. Yep. Like, I, I like it, that. There is no heaven and there is no hell. So, every, you know, if nothing matters, what matters is what we do now. Yeah, now. We, sure. we just rewatched The Good Place. And, oh, sure. and there, too, the, 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 the really fascinating thing about, about heaven is that it's boring mm-hmm. until you're given a potential end, mm-hmm. at which point things matter. Nothing matters because... It's infinity. Yep. And and you're watching this and going, you know, some folks in the good place might choose infinity. They they might never walk through that yep. door. They might be they might be like, nope, I can always find new things to keep me mm-hmm. happy and and engaged. But the, just knowing that at some point you can decide you're done and you don't need to be happy and engaged anymore. Yeah. Set people free and i think that 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 within this movie is that same kind of kind of message at least in evelyn's in evelyn's response to the void mm-hmm. as opposed to joy's response to the yeah. void i do i do also um so so and t- this movie is really funny and it's also really funny in a lot of subtle ways uh that they don't make super obvious uh, I personally find it very funny that uh, uh, Deirdre and Evelyn are in a lesbian relationship in the universe where everyone has hot dogs for fingers. <laughs> hot dog finger universe. That's a subtle thing they don't really get into, but like that's super funny. Like, you know, like of all the places, you know, to have a lady as your lover, not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. <laughs> Lots of hot dog fingers. I, I didn't know this until I looked it up on Wikipedia, but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character's name is Deirdre Bobirdra. <laughs> Her last name is B A B E A U B E I R D R A Bobirdra. Deirdre Bobirdra. Bobirdra. That's good. I there. The, the, I mean the 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 scene where there rocks. Yeah. yeah. Um. And just it was, sh- just be a rock. It was super <laughs> awkward in our theater. Now I thought that scene was funny, but I'm not generally a laugh out loud in the theater kind of person. And there was one guy in the theater that thought that scene was hilarious. Oh, good, because that was me. I was I, fucking I thought dying. It, I thought and it was hilarious. And it was, but I mean, he was laughing and nobody else was laughing. That's usually me. And I'm like, good for you, man. It's yeah. like, you you, you would you love this scene. And it is super funny. Yeah. yeah. As they're just sitting there having their little, their little text conversation yeah. in the air above their rocky heads. It was great. It was uh, great. It, it was, I, yeah. It, it was, a, you know, there was a lot of comedy in this film. It kind of reminded me of uh, when they're using the probability drive in yes. uh, uh, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide. Guide. Yeah. And they just keep fl- like flipping through things yeah. and it just and then the yarn universe and just I, yeah. One thing I really enjoyed that was silly and not super meaningful of the movie but is super fun was uh when Jamie Lee Curtis is a part of the multidimensional bagel cult um she is channeling or possessed by a a pro wrestler's skills yes from another version of her that is a pro wrestler that we never actually see we just see that she hits the the green button and now she's doing like pile drivers and and like jump kicks and shit like that and like that slow-mo leap down the staircase with the knee coming down on on michelle uh face as she confesses her love and finally you know it clicks in like just all that pro wrestler stuff 
I can't, I imagine that Jamie Lee Curtis had a, a shit ton of fun. Oh yeah, doing, I hope doing that kind I of. Hope. How many opportunities is she gonna get to do? A be a channel a pro wrestler henchman, right? God, that yeah. was that was so silly and so fun. The whole movie is very silly, and most of it is very fun. And honestly, like so, I I will say that I it is. It is, uh, it's Wikipedia entry says that it is described as a swirl of genre anarchy yeah. with elements of black comedy, science fiction, fantasy, martial arts, films, and animation. Yeah. Like and w- all of that's true. Yeah. Wuja, like specifically yeah. even yeah. for the martial yep. arts. And, and, yeah. and, and on it, I, I truly, I, I really liked that. Um, also I really liked that, uh, uh, Joy's, uh, uh, depression and unhappiness with her family with her mother in specific wasn't magically fixed by her mom saying to gong gong oh and this is joy's girlfriend right that's right girlfriend and it wasn't like happy ending thanks mom that's all i needed was that affirmation it was like no and she still got it she got upset and it was like you're just like you don't get it like this is just mm-hmm. this is almost too this is you know and so i really liked that because i think a lot of times when there is a character who is gay and their parents are weird about it and they're being cagey. Like the, the approval becomes this like panacea for all the problems that a gay person could be experiencing when it comes to familial dysphoria and everything else. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes this like, see, all you had to do was say, that's great. And they're fixed. Right. They're not sad anymore. You know, it's more than that. Yeah. And so I, I really, I really appreciated that. I really like that. I, and I feel like they leave the movie at the end still making it clear that, you know, they have stuff to work mm-hmm. on together. Like all of them, her and her husband, her and yep. her daughter, you yep. know, the, the family. Yep. Um, I, uh, so I, I didn't realize that uh, the Daniels, the director, Daniel uh, Scheiner and Daniel Kwan, um, who, who worked together on a lot of things, directed uh, Swiss Army Man, which is also very surreal and very heartfelt and like sad and funny and super fucking weird. Uh, and they also directed the music video turned down for what, which is also super surreal and super weird. Like, you know, whatever you might think of the song, watch the video. It's, it's very, very funny. But then like for TV, they directed two really surreal, weird, shows on adult swim uh and uh, ntsf sdsuv like a, a police drama send up and then children's hospital which is a, a medical drama surreal children's comedy hospital is like if er was absurdist yeah yeah it's it's like police squad for yeah, er yeah. Is, yeah and and uh and then they did an episode of aquafina is nora from queens which, which is also a really funny show, fuck that show a little great. bit less surreal than the than the other things to to mention but like like so far, like everything I've seen by them has some, been something I've really, really enjoyed, and which if is you en- great. And if you enjoy, uh, honestly, like Aquafina is Nora from Queens is so good. If you enjoy uh, uh, stories about uh, Chinese immigrants living in America with Chinese American children, and like yeah. what it, what the like what it's like to grow up in different areas and have those two cultures, uh, it's it, Nora from it Queens has, is uh, great. Uh, I mean, obviously, it has Aquafina, and then. Um, uh, from SNL, uh, Bo and Yang. Bo and Yang, yeah. Yeah, about the only thing this movie was missing was Aquafina. Um, you know, just because I think she should be in everything. That's just <laughs> sure, sure. About you Aquafina. should watch an from Queens. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. But it did have, uh, and we mentioned it. Yeah, you know, Kwehi Kwan. I think I'm uh, not 
totally butchering the name. English mouths are saying it as best we can. Uh, And he, uh, but I mean, as a child of the '80s, such as I am, he was uh, he was short round in uh, in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is not a great movie, but he was delightful in it. He was also, uh, I believe, Data is the character name from Goonies, and uh, he got out of movies. In the late '80s, he wasn't finding uh, '90s parts. in the '90s, yeah. Um, and uh, and this is like his first movie back uh, As, in front of the camera. Yeah, in front of the camera. Yeah. Besides, yeah. besides doing like production and stuff. People are and, saying it's like Travolta with. Uh, yeah, uh, totally. Pulp Fiction. Yes, where it's like it's he, like where has he been for the yeah. last ten years? Oh shit, he's great. Like, Except in, he's yeah. been gone for like almost thirty. So mm-hmm. in interviews, he said that he saw. The success of Crazy Rich Asians, the 2018 movie. So that's, I mean, that's still very recent. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? Maybe there is a place for me as an actor now. Maybe it seems like they're making room for more uh, Chinese American actors to to be a part of things mm-hmm. and to succeed, and for their movies to be financial successes, and not just be like the, and so, the Chinese funny relief right. guy who it's, does Asian it's jokes. It's crazy to think of this guy who had a career way way back in the eighties, mm-hmm. who then took himself kind of out of being on camera, is now like. People talk about uh, inclusion inspiring kids and the next generation of of you know actors or or who would you know, whatever you know STEM scientists mm-hmm, engineers, mm-hmm. but like it's it's neat to see that that inclusion also inspires people that are older. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like a like a new lease on life, a and new career reboot. Like, he's great. great. Yeah, he oh, is he's great in this movie. He was so, such a sweet character. Yes, and then, but also, like, I mean, he did a good job playing the other versions yeah. of himself as well. And and Alpha Waymond. Yeah, Alpha Waymond, and like, just I don't know. It was all it was all really really good, and I think that I don't know. I I appreciate that the main character was a. A man who is emotional and a little vulnerable and, you know, goofy and maybe not like the the biggest success, but he ends up like smoothing things over. Yeah. It's that one little prop that what is it? They say that like that tiny percentage probability that it would work out this time. Like yeah, it just happened. Sure. To, but, you know, it's not he's not she doesn't she doesn't talk about him being weak and they don't make fun of him for that. That's just who he is. She calls him her silly husband. Her silly husband. There's, there's certainly yeah. subtext within their relationship, but of it's course. subtext. And I, I appreciate yes. sometimes when it's unspoken that, you know, they're both unsatisfied and, 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 and a lot of it has to do with them not really embracing who they are. Or talking to each or other. Or talking yeah. to each other. There's, yep. there's, and, and a lot of this is about communication, right? A lot of it is about, about, you know, uh, Evelyn not talking to her father, Evelyn not talking to her daughter, Evelyn not talking to her husband, mm-hmm. and how all of that is is creating these conflicts because they aren't they aren't putting relationship shit out in the open where it needs to be. But then I like that, you know, at the end of the movie. Again, where they, you know, they, we don't get this total resolution. They make it clear that work needs to happen. That That is kind of pointed out that yet you know, this communication needs to be worked on, needs to be developed. She also then turns around and says to her daughter, like, phones work both ways. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can also call me. You can also talk to me. You can mm-hmm. also initiate. You know, they, they, they didn't make it just that 
she's the grumpy one and that's why everything's bad right. and she's right. homophobic and that's why she's bad. Right. And right. It's not that. It's much more complicated than that, which is yeah. great. Everything and it was really be. nuanced in this. Yeah. Everything was really nuanced in this movie and really Everyone was a good character. Yeah. Yeah. You, and I got to I also, I want to spend 5 seconds at least recognizing that James Hong is in this, in this movie. Yes. He is 95 years old. That's amazing. Uh dude has been uh, he's actually I believe he has a Minnesota connection. I think he might be from Minnesota. Oh wow. Uh but uh he he's been in I was looking it up. He has 483 credits on the IMDb. Uh that contrasted with Christopher Lee who has been in everything uh, who was in everything before he passed but away. But he wasn't in everything everywhere. He, no, he was not. He All only had 286 credits to his name. So James take Hall that, was Christopher born, Lee. Born on February 22nd, 1929 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There you go. Hey, hey. Uh, his father emigrated from Hong Kong to Chicago via Canada and then later moved to Minneapolis. Uh, he owned a restaurant and was leader of the local hip sing tong. And yeah, just we get to he, claim him. he moved to Hong Kong for early education. But yeah, he graduated from Central. Oh, hey, no that's, <laughs> hey, that's my yeah. alma mater, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, man, that's great. Oh, no, great. it's probably Minneapolis it's Central. Minneapolis I was Central. St. Paul's Is the real Central? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're going to um, talk about. But he was in like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's yeah. been an old, yeah. he's been the old Chinese guy in every movie since the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and he... He's endured a lot of really racist casting. He's he's the he's the not yellow face uh, version of the bad guy in Big Trouble Little China. Yes, yes, yes. He is the um, he's the Race father washed. character in uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Once again, the I, I've, aside from Jackie Chan, the not yellow face character in that, yeah. in that I, animated film. Uh, just real quick, I just because I think this is amazing. Uh, so uh, he did serve in the military. He was in the army. Uh, he was after training uh, in his in his early days. He would entertain the soldiers during the Korean War. Uh, the camp general asked him to stay at Camp Rucker and be in charge of the live shows rather than deploy. Hmm. And he says that he thinks that saved his life because he says. Uh, Let's face it, with this face charging at the Korean army, the Koreans would try to kill me. But then if I were to, if we were to retreat and I turned around and ran back, the Americans would try to kill me too. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I no definitely kidding. think I would have been shot from one side and the other. Wow. So, I mean, just the fact that he, you know, was entertaining and then that was what led to him moving into a career in entertainment. And by the way, Amazing. I just I just have to point this out, the uh, I mentioned Christopher Lee and uh, credits versus James Hong. James Hong was the voice of Count Dooku. In Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Oh shit, that's oh, cool. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's so, great. That's, I, uh, you know, uh, one thing I forgot to mention that I really thought was funny about this movie that I don't think you can say about uh, any other movie, and that's this movie has something very unique. It has Chekhov's butt plugs. It does have Chekhov's butt plugs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my god, when they first showed those awards, and we were both like, Do "Those look like butt plugs, right?" Like this. The dude doing the fucking fighting naked. There's a lot of naked. Yeah. That was yeah. funny. But like with the butt plug dangling out around. of his ass. Oh the my god. Around. Oh my god. That yeah. was just. There's been a. Just side note. There's been a lot of penis. Uh, full frontal dong in recent media. And I'm all here for it. I just want to say, I'm glad. Although, yeah, I don't. Were, were there? Do we ever see any blurred. real penises? They, they blur they everything. They blurred it in this. We, but saw, like, we saw a lot of fake they, penises. They, they pixelate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but there's like, like dildo. Someone yeah. gets beaten to death with a dildo or dildos. 
plural. Yeah. By uh uh what does she say? I'm trying to think of one of the wrong ones. Uh uh Joru Chewbacca. Oh yeah, yeah. All the ways miss way all the ways she says uh Jobu Jobu t- t- Tapuki, Tabaki. I lost my yeah. Wrong. Uh, the the uh, yeah no there it was blurred in this, but it was very implied, and the book yeah. plug was not blurred. That was and, not blurred. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was almost worse than seeing a dick, to be honest, uh, because like I just more, it was more graphic. so graphic. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a lot of it out there in the media. Uh, kids in the hall, a lot of dicks. Yeah. Uh, Pentaverate. a lot of dicks. Uh, really good. Really glad to see it. It is a comedic tool, and I wish it was used <laughs> more often. Ha. All right, so. So uh, as we uh, move on to five questions, uh, before we uh, we'll, we'll go with final thoughts. I'm just going to say I'm going to out of five, I will give uh, give everything everywhere all at once. Probably four and a half full frontal dicks. Um, <laughs> just uh, I really I, I enjoy the movie. It's really clever. It does a lot of things with multiverse storytelling. And, and to me, it's almost it, you know if if Looper is one of the better time travel films I've ever seen because of the way it it takes that concept of time travel and really, really, really explores all of the nuances of time travel and, and all the ways it could go wrong. Um, then, then I think everything everywhere all at once does something similar with multiverse films in, in that it, it makes, it makes it a grittier kind of thing. It's still science fiction, but, but it's science fiction that, that it feels more real. As we said at the beginning, yeah. it feels more like something that could really be, in existence i'll i'll say uh five butt plug awards out of five butt plug awards wow. five out of five butt that's plug a lot awards. of butt plug awards yeah i i will i will give it uh four large googly eyes and one small googly eye. nice i i really really enjoyed it i wish i'd been able to see it on a big screen but i was uh you know isolating for much ado yeah. and was not able to but uh, I really, I really loved it. I thought it was really good, but in general, uh, mother daughter stuff is can can make I, me a little bit like like I don't want to watch this. I'm living yeah. it. <laughs> my, yeah, my least favorite thing yeah. about the movie is that a lot of the emotionality of it relies on a, a, a parent child relationship, which does nothing for me typically. But uh, I, you know, I, I saw it, it I saw it, too much for me. <laughs> I saw I saw it twice in about a month span. And seeing it the second time, you know, it's all, it's two and a, two hours and fifteen minutes, I think, mm-hmm. and held my attention the whole time. Like, yeah, it like didn't I feel thoroughly long. enjoyed it. It was fun to watch with someone else who hadn't seen it yet. Uh, you know, for me for the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I really I really dug it. Really yeah, dug it. it's, I was, uh, and it is now streaming. Uh, I think available for, for rental yeah. uh, and purchase on Amazon Prime yeah. at the moment. I imagine you'll find it on some streaming service in the next three four months. Apparently, digital distribution has made one significant change. Not significant. Yes, uh, I saw that too. Jenny Slate's character, the uh, laundromat uh, customer with the dog, the dog calls, lady, I believe, is her actual character name. She, it was Big Nose. It was Big Nose. Oh, she calls her Big Nose, and they've and changed it. That is it. her name in the credits. Is mm. Big Nose? They've changed it to Dog Lady. To Dog Lady. To Debbie with the dog, or Debbie Deb- the dog yeah. lady. Yeah. Yep. yep. Because <laughs> the the you know and, and anti-Semitic tropes. Fun. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All yep. right. Uh, five questions. We're going to move on to five questions, Molly. What do you got? I, I had one thing to say real quick. Before oh, I'm we did sorry. That. No, that's okay. Uh, if you if you enjoy Stephanie Sue, uh, I think that's how you say her last name. Hasu. I'm not. I'm sorry. If you enjoy Joy, uh, the daughter, uh, she is in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's in one of the later seasons. I think and the she's, last two most recent. Well, yeah. 
and she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like everything, everything she does in this, that she's a, it's a completely different character. She's sharp. She's fast. She's yeah. like Aaron Sorkin level dialogue delivery, snappy and funny. And I just, I can't, I can't praise that show enough if you like comedy. So. Good note. Thank right. you. Yes. Okay, so we're going to move on to five questions. We have five questions, five answers from a listener to our new five questions. Molly? We have five answers from Ron Bauman. Ron Bauman? Why, right. he's in Arizona or some other state that Who is knows? not ours. Who He's traveling folk. Renaissance he's in, dust people. He's in one of the many Floridas of the country. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. <laughs> uh, question one. Ron, what's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? I'm digging Resident Evil 4. In fact, I bought the updated Oculus just to play it. Mm. Bonus, now my sweetie has an Oculus for boxing workouts. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Two for one. Question number two, what science fact or discovery do you think is really fucking cool? Hard to beat vaccines and antibiotics. It is mm-hmm. It is yeah, hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, viruses literally have a hard time beating them. Ideally. Not this one so much, yeah. but well, yeah. yeah. Bacteria have... <laughs> have gotten better at beating antibiotics because people are dumb. Anyway, uh, but we just keep finding new ones. Fuck y'all. Question three. Uh, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion. I'd love to claim that my rules developed without any societal or religious influence, but it's a melange of everything from LaVey and Desaad to Eastern positivity to some of the red ink in the Bible. An Ouroboros of doing no harm, personal freedom and responsibility, and the needs of the many. Those were some expensive words. It's instinctive after years of deep thought. Oh, oh deep thought. And you know, when you look at Ron Bauman, the first thing you think is, yeah, I bet that took years of deep thought. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four, if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what chore would you choose? I'm going to read this as written. Because okay. I don't understand it. Okay. 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 A fully automated truck detailing carba slash truckba would be the dream. Like Roomba. Ah. Like yeah. if a Roomba you. cleans your room, a yeah. carba. So that's a, a fully automated truck detailing machine. Yeah, because you know he, wants. he drives trailers across the country. Yes, and he wants so, yes. he wants a like robot that just cleans his truck details, as he's driving. Yes. Yeah. And if that, right. details, yeah. I didn't understand if carba slash chuckba was something I was. I didn't know that the ba suffix was how we were saying uh, machine we that cleans now. We aren't. Okay. Okay. We aren't. No. That's, uh, <laughs> just him. Just him. <laughs> Uh, uh, question five. What's a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? The Snyder Cut. Ugh. But seriously, uh. I'm going to go with both the hopefulness of the original series Star Trek and the brilliance and heart of The Good Place. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, having said I just rewatched The Good Place, I can definitely agree on that one. Uh, and I've watched the original Star Trek, so... There you go. I've watched enough of it to know that I don't think everyone should watch it. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of good to the original Star Trek. I think the hardest thing is it is very difficult for a modern audience to connect to the original series with everything else that's out there. Word. Um, but uh, but you know, good for you, Ron. I'm I'm glad that that it still really that it resonates with you. Uh, it certainly was a landmark landmark series, as is the Good Place. So so. Two good choices. Thanks a lot for writing in, Ron. You know, anybody who wants to could send us answers to those five questions simply by sending an email to five questions at geekswithoutgod5 or 5, whichever way you want to do it. It's going to work the same. We'll get it either way. And uh, we will read it 
on the air. We do have a few folks in front of you, but that should not stop you. No. It should not stop you from sending it in. We want to keep reading those for several, these for several years so we don't have to come up with something new. Exactly. It's really about us and us being lazy. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we will bump you to the top of the Patreon queue should you send in your answers at any time. We'll be happy to do that. You could even go back, look at our old five questions, answer all of those too, as long as you're a Patreon supporter. Just put it in the, in the subject line, send us your address, we will mail you a sticker. It's true. A Geeks Without God sticker. That's right. Ooh, not, not everybody has them. They're nice vinyl ones. They are. They're not, they're not sh- shitty paper they stickers. They're not piece of shit stickers. Uh, and with that, we will once again encourage you to go watch Everything Everywhere All at Once, available streaming. You can watch it in your own home. Just pay for it on Amazon Prime, rent or own. I suggest own so you can go back and watch it again. It's definitely better than the Velocipastor. We have been geeks about God. <laughs> And we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Ah! Oh, no. One time I tasted an everything bagel, and I also wished I was dead. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Yeah, we're going to do them in person. It's going to be not me on one of these. This is exciting. Nice. That's nice.